glory to the name of Jesus. Welcome to our Sunday service this morning. Hallelujah. May the, may the name of the Lord be praised and uh, may the name of our Lord be glorified. Hallelujah. He is high and is lifted up and there is none beside him. Hallelujah. I, I just want to join, I just want to welcome you for joining us in this service today. Uh, may the living God richly bless you and may the living God richly keep you. Hallelujah. Uh, there is so much grace in this season. Um, I want to announce to you those who are in-house in GA, I want to announce that we are entering a season of the supernatural. Um, so you need to, be get, to get ready for the second episode of uh, 2020. We are entering an episode which is uh, the season of the supernatural. Supernatural miracles will be happening in your house. Supernatural miracles will be happening in your home. Supernatural things will be happening all around. Your life will never be the same. Um, I felt that throughout this week when I was praying that uh, God wants to outpour his spirit again uh, in this year that we have gone through this lockdown. Uh, and I believe God that you have been kept by the power of God. Uh, men are not feeling well. Uh, many have been uh, buried. You know, for the past three months, many families have been mourning. Uh, it has been a very challenging time. It has been a very difficult time for a lot of families, you know. Um, not only that, I think also with regards to uh, food and survival, you know, a lot of families that are surviving uh, this lockdown and this COVID-19 are going through severe challenges and uh, it's only prayer that can sustain us in this dimension and in this time in the name of Jesus. So thank you for taking this time to join us on this episode. May the living God bless you. Can we just take time to pray? I want you to pray in your house, in your room right now. As we are about to hear the word of God, I believe God has got a word for your life. God has a word for your family. God has a word that will change and rearrange your mind in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can you just uh, stretch forth your hand and pray with me in the mighty name of Jesus? Father, I give you praise and I give you thanks for my brothers, for my sisters who are watching, mothers, oh, the elderly who are watching all over the world in the mighty name of Jesus from whatever continent that they are watching this message. May they be richly blessed in the name of Jesus. May their strength be renewed in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for vitality. Oh God, I speak a resurrection to dry bones in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak hope that is living. I speak hope that is alive in the mighty name of Jesus. Spirit of God, I thank you for an active work that you are doing in their lives. In the name of Jesus, Father, I give you thanks. Lord, I give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So right now we are going to go straight into the word of God. Um, today we are preaching on a title, The Socially distanced God, the socially distanced God. I think it's a very um, relevant subject that we can discuss and that we can uh, talk about in the season. I think it's very, very relevant because we are experiencing what we call uh, social distancing. So I think it's very important that we touch even on the subject in Jesus' name. Pray for me even as I share the word of God in Jesus' name mighty name hallelujah the book of genesis chapter number two and verses um actually the book of genesis chapter number three and verse nine the 
book of Genesis chapter number 3 and verse 9, it talks about the serpent's deception and man's shameful fall. That is the uh, subheading that I have in my Bible, but it's chapter 3 of the book of Genesis. Um, if you're watching us right now on this platform um, of our church, you need to, uh, if you don't have a Bible in your hand, you need to look at the Bible. That is, uh, you need to click the Bible that is right on this platform and you can trace with us. Okay. So 3 verse 9, the Bible says, And the Lord God called Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said unto him, Who told you that you are naked? Have you eaten of the tree? Well, I commanded you that thou shalt not eat. And um, a reference text that we are going to read as well today, this blessed Sunday, is from Isaiah chapter number 40 and verse 31. Isaiah chapter number 40 and verse 31. A lot of people recite this text, but it's um, sometimes challenging to know exactly it's uh, found in the book of Isaiah. So the word of God says, But those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles, and they'll run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not be faint. Glory to the name of Jesus. Father, bless your word. Anoint my lips of clay to speak your word with clarity. I bind every wavering thought in the mighty name of Jesus. Unsettledness in the mighty name of Jesus. Boredom, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. People who come on this platform will not be weary. They will find strength. The spirit of God will revive them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we overcome internet demons. In the mighty name of Jesus, that distract people from listening attentively and paying attention to the word of God. I speak total concentration in this time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So the title, the title of this message is The Socially Distanced God. The Socially Distanced God. So I'm going to give you the uh, reiteration of what happened or the narration of what happened in the Genesis account. Um, you find that God had given Adam um, one commandment. Um, the commandments did not start with, with uh, Moses. You need to understand that this is the rule of engagement. Um, the very, very first day that Adam arrived on planet Earth, God gave him an instruction. So you need to understand that those were ten that were given to Moses, but one instruction was given to Adam and his wife. Um, and uh, these two, they were representing humanity. So when I'm, not speaking, when I'm speaking about Adam, I'm not talking about males. I'm talking about mankind because he's the prototype. He is the man that we are built after. He is um, uh, the one who carried seed, you know. So I'm, I'm talking about all men that fell when Adam and his wife fell, which is the law of representation, okay? So you need to understand that in the Genesis account, God gave them one law that they should not eat of the tree which was in the midst of the garden. Okay, fair and fine. But it so happened that when men um, um, had a conversation, you know, were socially closed, were socially, you know, in an inclusive meeting with Satan, 
um, that uh, it so happened that men obeyed or mankind obeyed the voice of the enemy, which is the adversary, you know, because when Satan wants to fight God, he tried it in his own means, you know, and he failed because um, uh, he was thrown down from heaven. You know, the, the love of God, you know, ceased to, to, to be existent for him. You know, he's only uh, destined to, to witness the wrath of God. So, so mankind, we were created as the, um, uh, as the image of God, as the express image of God in his likeness. So we are actually a part of God. And uh, in some portions of scripture, the Bible says that we are the apple of God's eye. So you need to understand that we are the right object of his love. We are the direct object of God's love. Never doubt in your life that you are not loved by God. You are made in his image, fearfully and wonderfully made. God took his time, you know, to design your life, to design who you are, to design even where you are in your setting. So um, Adam is actually the direct, you know, projection of God's love. So when the enemy wants to fight God, he fights God, uses that which God loves. You understand? So that he can try and annoy God, he can try and irritate God. So it happened in the Genesis account that the enemy was now fighting against God and he took his war to Adam and Adam became a participant of that war. You know, and uh, it happened uh, that men fell from the glory of God. And where we have read now from chapter 3 and verse 9 where the Bible says, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? We are seeing um, something there. We are seeing something there. Um, I believe that, uh, number one, we need to establish that God is omnipresent, which means God is everywhere. The enemy is not omnipresent, and human beings are not omnipresent. Because omnipresence does not necessarily mean a God who is there everywhere in one dimension. We need to understand that life has several dimensions. There is the past dimension. There is the present dimension. There is the future dimension. Then there is the eternal dimension. So God is present in all these dimensions. Before we existed, he was. Before the word existence came into existence, God was. So we see God omnipresence in everything, absolutely everything. God, uh, David says at one point that where can I go from your love? You know, if I make my bed in hell, you are there. You know, if I maybe climb the highest of heavens, God, you are there. So we see God who is there, Jehovah Shammah, who is there in the past, in the present, and in the future. So there was the... The omnipresence of God when this dialogue was happening, just like today, you need to understand that there is what we call the omnipresence of God everywhere. So this is a presence that covers every jurisdiction upon the sphere of the earth. Whether you are a sinner, you are moving under the omnipresence of God. There is no portion of life, there is no epoch of time where God is not there. So you find that even in the club, God is there. You know, you will not miss any detail of your life. You know, lest you come and say, God, you left me when I was in the club and you were not there. You know, 
when I was abusing you, you were not there. So you find there is what we call the omnipresence of God everywhere, even where evil is happening. You understand, God is not in some places and is present in some places. There is a difference, and I'm going to explain that. There is what we call the general presence, the omnipresence of God. Then there is what we call the manifest presence. The manifest presence is the, those are the atmospheres that we create as a church. Where he says, where two or three are gathered in my name. You know, if two or three gather, talking about basketball, there is just the omnipresence. But when, they, when two or three gather and talk about God, there is his manifest presence. When they call upon healing, God is there. When they call upon uh, a divine deliverance, God is there. Because there is what we call the manifest presence of God. So number one, we need to establish that God is everywhere. When this conversation was going on and God comes and says, Adam, where are you? It seems like God is ignorant of where Adam is. You know, I don't want you to be distracted with this kind of speech to say God was not aware of what took place. The only thing that happened is that men, you know, Adam and his wife and Satan, they had a dialogue and God was not involved. This is where we want to coin our message, the socially distant God, where human beings enter into meetings with their lives, enter into meetings with their destinies, and God is not involved. Somebody is saying, but man of God, if he's omnipresent, why is he not involved? You need to understand that there are laws, there are rules of engagement. You need to understand that God does not operate by wishful thinking. God operates by faith. That is why that you find that in the world, Jesus says that you find that the poor will always be among you. And the question is, if God is a good God, why do we have the sick, the poor, and all those um, people who are suffering, street kids, and so forth? But you need to understand that if those people do not call upon God in their situations and cry out for help, wishing will not bring God their way. You need to understand that poverty does not invite God to manifest in your life. Tears does not, do not invite God to invade your life. You need to understand that what invites God in your life is faith. Faith is the number one key. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So during this lockdown season, a lot of people are worried. A lot of people are asking questions. Asking questions that will do nothing to mankind. A lot of people are, are, are just wishing. A lot of people are, are having conversations. But the Bible says that the stone that the builders have rejected has become the chief cornerstone. So you need to understand that in all these dialogues and conversations, people miss the very important piece of the puzzle. They are trying to come out with a picture, but the picture will come out clearly when there is the major piece, when there is the key piece, the masterpiece, when it's in place. So you need to understand that they were having a dialogue. Adam, Adam was not there, and there, it was just Eve and Satan. But in, in Eve, Adam was represented because Eve was representing also the husband. So you need to understand because the two shall become one flesh. You understand? So although there were two in the garden, but one of them initiated the conversation. And in that conversation, God was not invited. This is what I want to talk about. 
in this time. Hold on, hold on. Do not, do not, do not check out of this message. I want you to wait patiently and hear how we are going to build this sermon. It's going to change your life. It's going to transform your life. We are not wasting your data. We are not wasting your time this day. But we are actually speaking the word of life. Hallelujah. So, so you need to understand that they were having a conversation, but God was not invited. The omnipresence of God was there, but God was not invited. A lot of Christians are so much frustrated in life because they think that it is the omnipresence of God that moves things. Do not confuse the two. It is not the omnipresence of God that makes things happen. The omnipresence of God is the thing, it is the, the residue that sustains every physical molecular world that we have. It is, it is the power that upholds all things by his word. So you need to understand that the omnipresence of God it is what makes reality be. It is what makes uh, our world be in balance. That is the omnipresence of God. And a lot of Christians tend to make prayer requests upon the omnipresence of God. And they don't know that they are actually missing the manifest presence of God. So a lot of uh, Christians think that the moment that they got born again, things, it, it is done, I don't need to pray, I don't need to fast. That is why you find in the text that um, um, there were men who came to Jesus and asked and said that, why is it that your disciples are not fasting? And Jesus responded and said that they are not fasting because, because I am still here. But the moment I leave, they will start fasting. And Jesus, being God, understood the principle of the general presence of God, the omnipresence of God, and the manifest. That is why Jesus, when he was, when he was, when he was 30 now, the Bible says that the Spirit led him into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. The question is, why would a divine God without sin take time to fast? Number two, Jesus, every now and then, he would distance himself from people. He would socially distance himself to create an altar of prayer and pray unto the almighty God. Glory, hallelujah. So you find epochies in the episodes of Jesus where he would take time to pray, though he was God. Until his disciples, every time they were in a habit of sleeping, Every time he would go to the mountain, he prays, he comes back, they are sleeping. One time they asked him, God, why did we not cast out this devil? We have this situation here and we have called upon your name, but nothing has happened. Why did we fail to cast this spirit out? And Jesus responded and said, this kind goes not only by prayer, but it goes also by prayer and fasting. How many things are you going through? In your life right now. I want you to take an introspection in your life. I want you to be to be so angry in your spirit of the things that you have let uh, 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 dormant. Of the things that you have just let, let go like that in your life. I want you to be so, so angry in your spirit and see where this thing is failing. So the disciples then had to say, where are we failing? And Jesus says, you are not fasting, you are praying. And your prayer is not enough. And one time he took them to a mountain where he transfigured. Where they didn't have, they didn't have the willpower to pray. They had the willpower, but they didn't have the power to pray. 
They didn't have the bodily power because they said the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Which means the spirit was hungry for the divine things, but the flesh was weak. This is a place where a lot of people are. A place where people are seeking answers from God, but they don't want to pay the price for God. Look at your prayer life. Look at your fasting life. Look at how you read the text. Look at how serious you are in the things of God. Look at how your participation in the house of God. Those are the pointers that show you the things that you prioritize. A lot of people think that the man of God is, is the person who prays on my behalf. He's the person who fasts on my behalf. The man of God is not the savior. That's why you find that the Bibles are not written to pastors. The Bible is written to everybody else. So it's very important that we do not miss the important piece of the puzzle. So Eve started having a conversation with Satan. And the manifest presence of God was there. But the and the, and the omni, sorry, the omnipresence of God was there, but not the manifest presence of God. So you find that when you sin, the omnipresence of God is there. But when you start praying, the manifest presence of God is there. Everywhere where you are, the air you are breathing is enforced and infused by the manifest presence of God. It's infused by the omnipresence of God. But what will make miracles happen in your life? What will make the supernatural that we are talking about happen in your life? It is when you enter a dimension where you invoke the presence, the manifest presence. What, what, what do we mean by manifest? We are saying this is the logos. This is the written word. This word like this, the Bible says that in hearing, they just hear, but they don't, they don't see anything. They are blinded. This word, he says that the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. This word alone will not do anything for you. You need to act upon that word. How do you act upon that word? You need to believe that word and you act upon it. So a lot of Christians have faith. But their faith is not charged in prayer. It's not charged because they have dependent on the they, they are dependent on the omni presence of God not on the manifest presence of God so Eve was having a conversation with Satan but they were talking and God was not invited he was socially distanced from this meeting how many times have we socially distanced this God in our environment how many times <laughs> when we plan our careers a lot of a lot of us, when we, we call on God when it's 31st, when it's the beginning of the year, that's when we call upon God because we want to buy that house. We want to buy that car. We want to buy something. We are believing something for our kids. We are believing maybe God for something big, something material, you know. And we are believing God maybe for spiritual growth. But 10 days after the January episode, people just fizzle out like balloons. And they do not have that power anymore. But I want to tell you that it's very important. It's very important that we align with this God. How many things have we socially distanced him? 
<laughs> How many things? How many things have we socially distanced this God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. I give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. Thank you for the goodness that is alive in the mighty name of Jesus. How many things have we socially distanced God? How many things have we socially distanced God? And is waiting for us to yield ourselves unto him and invite him in our homes and invite him in our meetings and invite him in our marriages and invite him in our relationships invite him in the streets of our minds and invite him in our hearts she had a meeting with Satan and God was not invited and that was the fall of man look at how we are patterning our lives after Eve after a person who failed we are patterning our lives after failure. Can a man escape God? Can a man run away from God? Can a man do it without God? But this is what we are happening. This is what we are, this is what we are doing, in fact. This is what we are doing in our day and time. People are choosing spouses for lifetime without God. People are choosing careers without God and they are frustrated. The life of a man does not consist in his possessions. But people have built hopes on possessions. Things that fade. Things that can not sustain a man because your soul is priceless. It, is, it can only be purchased by the blood of Jesus. Many families have socially distanced from God. They have everything, but they don't have God which means they have nothing. Pastor, but you say they have everything. The Bible says a rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, Lord, I've done everything and I have everything and I'm everything. And Jesus says, you lack. You can't say to a rich man, you lack. But Jesus says, you lack one thing. <laughs> and that one thing was the 99%. People have socially distanced God in schools. They don't want to hear about prayer. They don't want kids to be praying. But look at the, at, at the bombings in schools. Look at the crimes in schools. Kids carrying knives and swords and scissors and all dangerous weapons. Kids are, are behaving unscrupulously. Kids fornicating. Kids doing all weird and diabolical things in schools because they've taken out prayer. But look at the generations before that had prayer in schools. All those things were unheard of. All those things were not there because God was invited into the environment. Platforms like WhatsApp have been created so that people can function in a society. Platforms like YouTube have been created so that the world becomes a global village. So that there is a networking of ideas. 
a networking of resources, a networking of who we are. But that networking is not coming into synergy. Although we have WhatsApp, we have few, few to none friends. Although we are talking with a, a, a thousand people a day, we have nobody to really converse with. Although we have wider roads, our lives are narrow. Although, although it's, it's easy now to, to talk about vision, purpose, we are so confused. We are so in, in, in disarray. We don't know what to do. We, we don't know how to march forward. And God is the centerpiece that is missing in the equation because he has been socially distanced from mankind. Look at the activities in our talk, in, in our minds, in our hearts, how we have socially distanced God. It's a shame that we are tiptoeing closer and closer to meetings with Satan, inquiring of Satan on what to do, on advice about what God said, Eve inquired from Satan. And Satan told him, did God really say? He started questioning the authority of the big God. And she joined in the conversation because God was not invited. But invite, if, imagine if the master, the prince of peace, was in that conversation. Imagine if the great I am was in that conversation. Imagine how he could have turned out for the devil. <laughs> he was bullying the young girl. He was bullying the humanity. But imagine if Eve had said, okay, Satan, I've heard what you have said. But I am inviting the manifest presence of God. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Bible says, because when light comes, when light comes, darkness flees. So it is automatic. It is designed that way that when God is invited in your life, things that are not supposed to be there, Things that are engineered from the dark world, weapons fashioned in the dark world, cannot function in light. They only function in your life when you still are in darkness. Because these are vampires. They can't see the sun. They can't see light. They can't see peace. They can't see glory. Oh my God. So you need to move the frequency of your life from a place that is dry. To a place where God can bring all things together. The Bible says that, oh my God. In Ezekiel 37, although bones were scattered, but at the advice of God, Ezekiel invoked the manifest presence of God. And bone came upon bone, money came upon money, blessings came upon blessings, peace upon peace, joy upon joy. Karo sabadala bahaya. Are you listening to me here? Are you, are you charge up your spirit? Refuse meetings with the enemy. Refuse to sleep with the devil. Refuse to intertwine with Satan. Why do you have conversations in your mind with Satan? Conversations that end you in worry. Conversations that leave you hopeless. Conversations that end you uh, uh, thinking of being suicidal. Conversations that give you no hope. But when you look up to him, when you look up to the Prince of Peace, the Bible says, that Moses lifted, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the son of man should be lifted up. And they that look unto him were saved. To them that dwelt in great darkness, a light appeared. Psalm Toli Baha'i. Brethren, we are calling the church to reunite with God. Many people have been busy before the lockdown. They entered the lockdown. They were also busy. 
Now the lockdown is coming to an end. They are still busy. When will you find time with God? Quality time with God. Quality time with God. Can't you hear the spirit calling you to a quality time with God? You have struggled with habits. You have struggled with your life. You have struggled with bad mentality. You have struggled with bad character. You are ashamed of yourself. If someone will say, choose for me a leader, you can't choose yourself. Because he have socially distanced the prince of peace. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. But to as many as received him. I want you to know that there are many. Nations are crying to God. If you are not praying, you are the only one left out. Don't think everybody is not praying. When you are not fasting, don't think everybody is not fasting. People are moving, intertwining with God. As I finish, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah that they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They will run, they will not grow weary. Oh my God. Very important. They that wait. The Hebrew word for waiting is kwava, which means intertwining. They that intertwine, which means they that become one with God. You know, there is a legal term. If you are a lawyer, you understand this term, you know, deeply. It's called commixio. They that, that is a commixio, you know. Where they that, oh my God, they, they that intertwine with God. When you put sugar solution in water, you know, sugar in water, and you steer it until sugar dissolves and it becomes one solution. Karo si bradesh. This is what God requires of us. This is what God wants us to be. Where our mind becomes the mind of God. The Bible says, For we have the mind of Christ pulling down strongholds. Where, where our vision becomes God's vision. Our eyes becomes God's eyes. Our mouth becomes God's mouthpiece. Our hearts becomes God's heartpiece. Another man prayed and says, God, what moves your heart? Let it move my heart. Are you listening to me here? This is where God is calling the church. A place where we become one with him. A place of where there is a renewed conversation with God. Where you don't, you don't switch off your WhatsApp with God. Where you don't switch up your Facebook with God. You, you, don't, you don't switch up your YouTube with God. You don't switch off your mouth with God. You don't switch off your heart with God. Where you call on the manifest presence of God. Where you are the manifest presence. The manifest presence is there to guide you in all truth. Showing you what to do. Showing you where to turn. Showing you where to, I speak power in your spirit right now as you receive this word. I rebuke the enemy of chaos. I rebuke confusion in your life. I rebuke wavering spirit. I, re I, 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 I rebuke a spirit that makes your spirit weak. And not to desire the things that are spiritual. A, a mind that is callous. That cannot comprehend the things that are divine. A carnal mind. Seared with the whole iron. I rebuke it. I speak a heart of flesh that responds to God. And that responds to him every day. Not one minute. We can't survive in this world without God for a minute. For the devil is out there. Like a rolling lion. Seeking whom he may devour. But the wise. They that wait. They that quava. 
They are not just waiting. You should understand this. That all the ten virgins were waiting, but the waiting was different. All the ten virgins were waiting, but some were waiting sleeping. All the ten virgins were waiting, but some were waiting sleeping and the fire was burning out. You need to understand that when you sleep, the word that you read yesterday is burning out. It's finishing. You need to understand that the prayer you prayed yesterday is, is finishing. You need to understand that when you sleep, the flame is chewing out. It's chewing out gas. You need to understand that when you lie down and you become dormant, anything that becomes dormant, anything that loses motions, risks dying. But you need to understand that in order for an object to move, there has to be equal or greater force applied. This is the portion of God concerning us. You need to understand that as the ten virgins were waiting, some were diligent, while others were sleeping, putting hope in carnal things, putting hope in things that are insufficient. You need to understand that the arrest, the other five, they were out there seeking, they were out there buying, they were out there refilling their oil. You need to refill your spirit each and every day. You need to be filling your heart each and every day by the spirit of God. You need to be charging your heart each and every day. Drink from the wells. Speak in diverse tongues. Do not hesitate. Do not reservate. Do not do anything that will stop rivers from flowing. The Bible says men ought to pray and not to faint. I've encouraged you and said each and every day we need to pray at least for an hour. Some of you were not praying. Some of you never took heed. You don't listen to instruction. But you need to understand that it's a cancer. If you don't listen to the other person, you may not listen even to yourself. There is another foreign person in you taking charge little by little by little. But you need to understand that others who were five, five virgins said we are not going to sleep before the, 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 the groom comes. We are going to be moving about. We are going to be working hard. We'll be praying to keep our fire burning. To keep our fire burning. To keep our hearts burning. To keep a revival burning. To keep the church going. To keep my kids on fire. To keep my family on fire. To keep my friends on fire. Are you listening to me here? Are you listening to me here? Karo sabla shanda basakatalaba. Begin to pray for a few minutes there where you are. Ritomosanda basika. Toromoshaka talabasaka telebaha. Mankra masotoloboshanda bababa. Say, Lord, revive my spirit. Kinde mosande. Kiribisika tarabahase. Ter masando kota masukumaha. Lemo momoshaka darabasiki delebekosha. Karasataligada. Redeke debelebo shatamando. Riglate de 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 bokosokomondo ribaba. Rikemende rebokosikiadaba. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Say, Lord, revive my heart. Revive my soul. Revive my spirit. I refuse to be dry. Sentori desh taliba. Kando ribase katerebe kasata. La baba baba bashiki yanda baba baba yando korabosa. Kira de 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 takalaba. Break yours of cancer. Break jaws of, of barrenness. Break jaws of unfruitfulness. Break jaws of being broke. Break, break poverty in Jesus' name. I want you to pray right now. Open up your mouth in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty, be the five wise virgins. Be the five wise virgins. 
five wise virgins in your house, five wise virgins in your school, before your kids return to school, lay your hands upon them, speak in tongues upon them, Kondero Kosa, take them and speak fire upon them, this Sunday in the name of Jesus, let them enter a realm of the supernatural, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, I thank you, Lord, for your strength, I thank you, Lord, for your power, I thank you, Lord, for your grace, I thank you, Lord, for you are an amazing God, I thank you, God, for what you are doing. I thank you, God, for moving on this platform in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the new half that is coming you know, in 2020. I thank you for June to December. It is bliss. It is the supernatural. We are overtaking the natural. That which supersedes the natural, let it happen for you. I command those things that are yours this year to be given birth to in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I need to tell you that people are moving. I need to tell you that things are moving. I need to tell you that just a few days back, there's somebody who bought a truck that should be costing more than 50000 and bought it for 20000 A testimony has just come to me two days ago. We are celebrating that testimony during this lockdown. During this lockdown, miracles are happening. It can happen for you, but you need to invite the manifest presence of God. Learn the art of inviting God. Learn the art of seeking God in times of need. Learn the art of calling unto him. The Bible says, call unto me and I will answer and I will hear and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Rika sor dasha prakize. In the mighty name of Jesus. So when we speak in tongues like this, a lot of people are confused. Why is he praying in tongues? They don't understand the things of the spirit. They understand witchcraft. They understand sangomas. They understand the things of the dark world. But in church, they want to deny us the, the privilege of channeling the spirit of God. Father, I sent your power right now. And I stretch forth my hands. I speak life and light to those who have endured to the end of this message. To watch it fully and hear the word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for these diligent servants. I thank you for these patient servants. Give them great jobs. Give them great elevation. Give them great ideas. Let their families be sustained. Let their families be delivered during this time. May the God of all peace sustain you. May the God of all peace keep you. May the God of all peace keep that which concerns you in the name of Jesus. Father, I give you thanks. Father, I give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father. Be thou glorified. Be thou exalted on high. We thank God for the era of the supernatural. Miracles will happen. Miracles will happen. I'm telling you. I want you. I don't want you to be left out. I don't want, especially those, those in GA church. I don't want you to be left out. Because miracles are happening out there. I don't want you to be left out because of ignorance, because of dryness, because, because of timidity, because of carnality, because of stubbornness to say I will not listen. I don't want you to be left out. Swallow your pride. Swallow your pride. And, and, and obey the voice of the master. Obey the voice of, of God. Obey the voice of the word of God. At least if you can hear men, hear God speaking to you. At least if you can hear young men, hear God speaking to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And this same God shall keep you from falling. And I prophesy as a man of God 
that your week will be amazing. I prophesy in the mighty name of Jesus that you'll find your rent. I prophesy that God will meet you at the point of need. I prophesy in the name of Jesus that your life will never, never be the same. May God bless you. May God keep you. Flow in the Spirit. Flow in the Spirit. Flow in the Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I thank you, Lord. Sota.